This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Ching, locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. Along with Auto Andy and Air Filter Anthony. Hi everybody. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Thanks for coming to work today. Guys, guys it's really nice to see the two of you. <laughs> we, uh, it's been a whirlwind week of travel and exciting cars uh, to and from all over the world. I'm exhausted. Uh, I came home in the middle of the night just to be with you guys. Yeah, that was so, it was weird, but I liked it. You did? Yeah, it was it, weird, but I liked it. That's yeah. the story of your life, really, isn't it? <laughs> that sums up every Friday night. <laughs> Nick, I feel like you got a million frequent flyer miles the past two weeks. I don't even look at it anymore. I was listening to one of my friends tell me, because I've been going to car events all the time. I was listening to one of my friends, semi-friend, somebody I was a car event, talking about, oh, if I never fly in a, two, in a year's time, I'll still have diamond status on Delta. And I was like, oh, if only that was the case for me. <laughs> I think if I never fly for four years, I'd still have diamond status on Delta. Yeah. But it's, it's like, that's how sad my life is. And you know what that tells me? Hmm. My family misses me. <laughs> yeah, everybody does, Nick. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, but ultimately, I'm home, and I'm back uh, I'm back in the studio with uh, my real family, the car nerds of America. We have, <laughs> we have, we have, uh, we have gas pedals and throttles to speak about. Yeah, we do. It's, it's a whirlwind show, as always. Um, we have a lot on the show. You know, at General Motors, at their headquarters in Michigan, have you ever been to uh, Detroit? I have. Packers-Lions game. Oh, there you go. Who cares about the Lions? Not even people in Detroit care about it. They support They do them. not. Yeah. It's the it's one mostly team. Mostly Packer fans. Yeah. <laughs> the one the one team in Detroit where people support them, but no, everybody is out of the reality that the Lions are just, they're just sucking up money and they're never going to go anywhere. Yeah. It's, it's, honestly, it's a big black hole that sucks up money in Detroit and just the Lions are just, it's never going to happen. I know they they seem to have never got their act together, and it's sad in a sense too because they probably sell more merchandise than any other team. Sure, TV people, contract money yeah, too. People wear Lions gear all over, and you just put your head in your hands as you walk past, and you go, "Why?" Anytime I mention sports, you make fun of me, and I have all of a sudden these last thirty seconds, I learned more from you than I have in six months of hanging out with you in sports. <laughs> um, <laughs> You are sadly wrong, my friend. Okay. I make fun of you for everything, not okay. just sports. <laughs> so, Let's not limit it. Yeah, it's Let's just not limited to sports. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the Lions, uh, it's, a sad, it's a sad situation, and I feel bad for everybody in Detroit because their other teams don't suck as much <laughs> as the Lions do. Ultimately, the Lions suck a lot. But if you've ever been to Detroit, you'll notice that there are those four spherical towers. I guess there's five if you count the rotunda in the middle. But there are these five spherical towers, which is GM's headquarters. I think it's more of a pinnacle of General Motors than it is a real headquarters. Because I think, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know how the business operates. 
to be honest with you. But uh, I feel there's a lot more to General Motors than the building downtown at the GM headquarters. It's kind of like the BMW headquarters in Germany. It's more of a symbol. Um, but that's where then the Renaissance Hotel is in. I think it's the, is it the Renaissance. I think it's the Renaissance Hotel in the same building. And uh, that's the symbol that most people associate with Detroit is the General Motors headquarters. And it's been sort of overshadowed in the last two years by the Hummer EV. That's been everything General Motors. Everybody's been Hummer EV, Hummer EV, Hummer EV. And that's everything that's been coming out of General Motors. Everything has been Hummer EV. And finally, Cadillac gets their say in the EV with the Lyric. The Lyric has been kind of overshadowed by this massive Hummer EV. Everything has been Hummer EV. And finally, the Lyric gets to shine. And today, uh, Katie will be here from uh, Cadillac to tell us about the Lyric. And I think the Lyric is more accessible to a lot of people than the Hummer. Um, and maybe it's not. We'll find out. But it's, it's a different animal. It's a different beast. But a lot of the technology that went into the Hummer is going to drift into the Lyric. And again, I don't know that much about it. We're going to find out about it on today's show. We're also going to find out about a vehicle that I it, I had an epiphany this week that is actually a cr encroaching on Rolls-Royce. It used to be that you could probably get a Rolls-Royce for somewhere around 250000 And now you can't get one for less than 450000 I mean, they, they're just skyrocketed in price since the pandemic. Uh, people aren't spending, they're not wasting money on trips and food and those sort of things because you couldn't travel. You couldn't really buy a lot of things you were buying. Real estate was difficult to get hold of, those sort of things. So cars were one of the things that the rich were trading in. And so car prices just went crazy. And people were buying Rolls Royces and Bentleys and, and Aston Martins. And so those luxury goods went crazy in price. So we went from buying a $250,000 Rolls-Royce, which was the bottom end. You can't buy one for less than 450000 now, which is ridiculous. I mean, utterly ridiculous. And I've never said I'd own a Rolls-Royce. I completely appreciate what they are, but I could never drive something that valuable because I would constantly have chest pain in being frightened of yeah. what would happen to the car. Yeah. I mean, even when I drive them now, I'm uncomfortable, just completely uncomfortable because I'm worried about the value of things. I, I like things. It's the same way with me of driving a, an Escalade or mm. driving um, a Navigator. I like the Navigator. I like the Lincoln Navigator. I think it's a nice vehicle. But I would buy the Expedition, which is the Ford version, because I'm worried about damage and the so, dogs hurting it. So you kind of want something you can knock around a little bit. Hello? Yes. <laughs> Yes, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. I want something that I'm not worried about damaging. I'm not worried about dogs leaving muddy footprints or scratching the leather. That's, you're exactly right. I don't want to have angst about bad things happening to a vehicle I constantly. I can't tell you the anxiety I would have if you put your dog Bilbo in a Rolls Royce. I would freak. I'd, I'd I have, have anxiety about Bilbo being anywhere because <laughs> he's just a nut job. <laughs> Um, he's has nothing but absolute love. In this morning when I woke up, he could not cuddle with me tightly enough. He was just he's just so full of love, but he's a damage freak. Like I got home and I had a pile of stuff on the table which like I don't know what this is or where it came from, but this is what Bill destroyed while you were gone. Mm -hmm. 
You yeah. know, that's that's how it is. And so, I, I mean, it's not just because of Bill, because he's only he just had his birthday this week. He's a year old. But ultimately, and he's 125 pounds of a year. Insane. But um, I'm constantly worried about things getting damaged. And I, you know, it worries me. Anyway, um, so now Range Rover is encroaching on where Rolls-Royce used to be. So the new Range Rover tops out at $250,000, <gasps> which is Jeez. amazing to think that that's where Rolls-Royce was pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I just look at that and I go, holy cow, this is where the new Range Rover is, is where, oh, that scared the CH something out of me. Did you see we, what just happened? Yeah, we're on the third floor of uh, our of building the, here, and there is window washers outside. Yeah, uh, just something. I, I thought it was a bird <laughs> hit the window. Yeah, that's, that's also likely to happen, okay. especially after they get cleaned. It, it scared the life out of me. Uh, so if you hear weird noises going on, the guys are washing the windows outside uh, yeah. our auto expert headquarters here. Um, so uh, that's just interesting that that, that, that now's the price. Andy, you've got two top 10. Oh, so Javier Moda's going to, he's been on that Range Rover drive. I've been on the Range Rover drive. We'll talk about it. Javier Moda's going to be here. Uh, Javier is going to talk about that. Andy, you got two top fives today. There's just, there's been so much going on. I couldn't contain it in one. So I, I got the green light to have two of them today. Yeah. And we're going to talk about, uh, the new 2000, well, everything is 2022. Come on guys. The, the Audi Q5 Sportsback yeah. Premium Edition. Mm. Yeah. And then the Lexus NX250, the non-hybrid, but the cool luxury kind. Yeah, I love that. That's a um, Lexus uh, hitting it out of the park. Um, and I would call them a premium brand, but not a luxury brand. They're sort of high-end luxury, yeah. a high-end premium, but not uh, stupid money. Yeah, where you have to worry about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, dogs can get in this one. And then coming up, um, Mike Cardell is going to be uh, with us. Mike, of course, is the other half of our auto expert. Um, and Mike's going to talk a lot about uh, what we've had going on this week. We've uh, we've had a stellar week. No, we've been doing <laughs> a lot of business. He ro He flew to North Carolina. He's been working on this deal for two years. Maybe, yeah, he went on a... He went on a motorcycle um, education course um, with BMW and he rode this bike in that course and he fell in love with it. And he tried to buy it from the bike uh, school and they wouldn't let him buy it. And they were getting rid of the bikes and they wouldn't let him buy it. And he struggled and he was like, you're, you're getting rid of these bikes. Can I just buy it from you? And they wouldn't let him do it. And he had this big fight with them and he tried for year, a year to buy it. And eventually he went to BMW and themselves and because i i consult sometimes with bmw and he finally got bmw to sell him <laughs> one of these bikes but not out of the school so apparently the school had to have it has to go to auction because that's the rules so they wouldn't let him buy it so he got a new one or he got one from uh, bmw themselves through a dealer um, so he flew a whole day to pick it up and then rode 300 miles um, there you go. It's not a bird hitting the window, guys. It's just the window washer with a strange, weird brush that has water coming out of it. I need one of those. And then, for what? Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to, to wash you. <laughs> Who's going to scrub you down? Um, and then he rode 300 miles all the way home. And there's pictures um, on our auto expert, I think, I believe, on, on our social media accounts. He looks like something out of a video game. Mm. It's really, really weird. So if you want to see uh, Mike Cadell as the weird bike rider 
who looks like he's out of some video game, you can do that by going to any of our social media accounts, our O-U-R, auto, A-U-T-O, expert, E-X-P-E-R-T. All right, we'll be right back with the weird video game guy. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show, our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. you also find videos from Mike Cadell. He is the other half of Our Auto Expert, and he lives in Nashville, Tennessee, which is, I presume, where you're talking to us from today, Mike? I am in Nashville. Oh, yeah? What's, uh, is it Happy Saturday. F- five degrees or 100 degrees? Uh, or? About 85 degrees uh, today. Well. Boats are on the water, cleaning out the garage, reminiscing and thinking about my previous week of automotive shenanigans and motorcycle shenanigans. But I think the most important thing is a very happy and healthy, happy birthday to Nick Miles, uh, who celebrated his birthday yesterday, made me very you. happy. Uh, I want to ask you a question. I'm only 35, by the way, if anyone was thinking, uh, asking how old I was. Um, do you, the lake where you live, is that, does the Wrigley family own that? Or some no, of that? it is. No, it is part of the Tennessee River Aqueduct. So it's, it's uh, Old Hickory Lake. Google it online. It's part of the Cumberland River. And they okay. dam it at one end. So it turns into what they call Old Hickory Lake. They do it a little differently here in the Midwest. So you have an active waterway. It's a river that'll cruise from state to state, and they dam it in various parts. And when they dam it, they call it a lake, but then it turns back into a river, then back to a lake. But okay. Beautiful area, great motorcycle riding, great place to... Last night, we had an incredible Friday night weather. There were two car shows in town. People were out in their classics getting them out. I pulled out my Bronco and cruised that around town. It was pretty neat being in the old Bronco and then pulling up to a stop sign with a, a person in a brand new Bronco. It's just, you know, it's like that whole Jeep wave. It's like, we're, we're like, yeah, we got a Jeep wave now. It was cool. Funny. Um, did you, so there's no association with the Wrigley's family at all? Not, no, not uh, that I know of. I not thought, that I'm aware of. I thought they owned some of the houses on there. That's all. Because I was in, uh, I was in on Catalina Island this week and, and they own that island or most of the island. And somehow I thought there was an association. All right. Well, that's not just, allowed here. That's just me. Um, so this week uh, we were telling all of the three people who listened to the show that you flew all the way to pick up your new motorcycle. I did. And, uh, you know, I almost feel sometimes like a. I mean, let's, I just want to make sure I'm totally transparent. BMW does not pay me. I'm not associated with them. I just like some of their products. And so I did an adventure about a year and a half, two years ago, um, out at the BMW performance center in Spartanburg. It's technically Greer, uh, South Carolina. And I had such an amazing time. Uh, I, I came away, I, I bought a Ducati Multistrada thinking I was going to be an adventure rider and realized that with a Ducati, you don't, you don't take a supermodel camping, which is kind of what a Ducati is. You, right. if you're going to go off roading, you take a Jeep if you're going four wheels, and if you're going to go off roading on a motorcycle, you're gonna you're gonna take a BMW. And and I purchased a BMW GS 1250 Rally Edition, and you know I only bring up the BMW part because I feel like I've been talking a ton about motorcycles from BMW lately, and you know I think it's just that light bulb that 
went off went off in my brain that you know they've got this boxer motor it's something that's been established as a, a bmw nameplate for years people know this 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 motor and the new r18 has received so much negative publicity online because of how the motor forces your legs and your feet positioning on a motorcycle and what i learned quickly on both bikes the r18 and why the gs is i would i would probably argue that it's probably the world's most sought after adventure bike it's because of the boxer motor low center of gravity low center of gravity means better balance better balance means easier maneuverability easier maneuverability means a much more enjoyable ride off-road and on-road so i did i got up at three in the morning went to the airport in nashville flew to charlotte then over to spartanburg greenville and then picked up uh, a bike there and uh, i bought the bike through nashville motos here in in nashville tennessee they're our newest dealer uh, you actually have two uh, Motos America dealers in the in the Portland area. Um, really good guys. They bought a new dealership here, so I bought my first bike through them, and uh, it's just fun. I mean, I rode seven hours back through three states uh, over the course of one day. Walked into the house, fell on the couch, and woke up the next morning. And uh, the pictures of you, I was telling everybody before you got on, you look a little bit like a video game character. <laughs> Yeah, I always go for mirrored uh, lenses on my, you know, shields, visors on my my helmets. I I just love that kind of mysterious look with with uh, my helmets. I've got about fifteen helmets in my garage. I got all the oh, gear. Wow. Um, I had I, I used for this trip. Um, I bought some Revit gear. Uh, they're they're a motorcycle apparel company, and I always think about safety. And uh, I got I, I got this killer gear from Revit. Um, that just keeps me protected. It's got pads in the elbows and shoulders. You know, what next month is Motorcycle Safety Awareness Month. Uh, I tried out a new helmet, the Scorpion XO. It's a modular helmet. For those listening, modular is a, a two-piece helmet, so the whole front comes up and lifts up over your face. So, you know, if you want to pull over to the side of the road, grab a quick, you know, water or whatnot or eat something, you can just flip that thing up. But even in slower traffic, I'd pop it up just to get air in my face. Oh, um, like Iron what Man. a ride! What a bike! Yeah, Iron yeah. Man. Yes, I it, I do look like Iron Man. <laughs> I knew just it. just don't have the the cave and the money, right? Plus that would that would make so much more sense because how do you snack? Because then you can just flip <laughs> it up and then now it's, it's snack time. Hard hitting questions. Yeah, that's that, right. Exactly. It, you have to. You, the one thing people don't really take into consideration, and my dad has been a motorcycle enthusiast his whole life, and we were talking yesterday. And, you know, he's always a, a great sense of, of a reminder for me that every 100 miles you should stop and pull off the road. Stretch your legs, stretch your body, let your hands rest, um, get some water in your system. Motorcycle riding is incredibly dehydrating. And if you do, this is something most people don't know, that if you look at professional sports, the most demanding professional sport out there is Supercross. It is so taxing on your body. You're using every fabric of muscle in your body when you're on a on a bike flying through the air ripping on the dirt hitting turns as hard as you are i mean there's so much um impact from riding a dirt bike so but i'm excited man i gotta tell you i'm really excited about this motorcycle i don't envision buying another bike for a long time this 1250 is everything i wanted in a in a motorcycle and i'm like a kid in a candy store it's the reason i'm in this industry is to enjoy some of these really cool products we get to test drive I think that's very similar to Andy's philosophy too, and he believes that every hundred miles you should 
pull over and put a hamburger in your mouth. You should always have a snack. You don't want to get a muscle cramp, my mom said. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. My mom said. That's 100% yeah. <laughs> and so have you taken the bike out since your 300-mile your ride, or are uh, you taking a rest? Uh, today is a, a clean-the-garage-out kind of a day. So I got home on Thursday night. Yesterday was, of course, work, and then today it's, try and get as much done because of course i have volleyball tomorrow two weeks left gang i'm excited two weeks left of my daughter's volleyball season and then it's Arrest. cars 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 yeah. i'm off to israel oh, for uh, about 10 days fun. monday i'm off to fun. detroit with you nick yeah yeah we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back from the break i clean my garage out by the way once every 10 years so we'll be right back you're listening to the our auto expert podcast This is our Auto Expert Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. In the studio with us, Automatic Andy and Air Filter Anthony on the phone is Mike Codell. So, uh, Michael, it's been a very interesting few weeks, and it will get very interesting this coming week as Ford open their Rouge One factory uh, where they're making the Lightning tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. You know what? Uh, Ford Motor Company is uh, they're doing it the right way, in my opinion. They're not, they're not hedging their entire bet on electrification, but they're making strides to bring the right electric vehicles market so they're not making aggressive claims that hey we're going to turn our entire company into an electric company they created two separate brands uh that'll be one's electrified the other will be gas and then monday we'll be uh, arriving in new york you and i or uh, new york uh, detroit on monday and what's unique is ford has taken more pre-reservations on the f-150 lightning than any other vehicle in the history of the auto industry. So 200,000 plus people put money down on the F-150 Lightning. And I think that's, that says something about the shifting of the market. The trucks are going to be the gauge, not the cars. I read an article last night about somebody was frustrated that they're not seeing. Oh, okay. Mike, I think your uh, your Bluetooth kicked off there. Um, I think we lost you on your Bluetooth. I think it uh, disconnected from your phone. But uh, that's right. So Mike and I will be in. Uh, we will be in Detroit at the factory as as it uh, as it clicks off. Uh, as we do the uh, the the factory as they start rolling out the full production uh, of the brand new Ford Lightning. Uh, the factory will. They've already been doing their test vehicles. They've been pumping them out of the factory. These will be the full production vehicles and we'll be standing in front of the very first vehicle to come off the line um, doing live television for around the country and uh, talking about those 200 reservations. Uh, interestingly enough, I have a reservation, but I haven't pulled the trigger on it um, because I have a bunch of uh, vehicles out there. And I'm still sort of 
in two minds about whether I want to do it or not. Um, I guess it's a I'd hard probably, equation. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it, I, it's a hard, it's hard equation. I need to sell a few of the vehicles I have sitting in my driveway probably before I, uh, you know, before I buy the new vehicle. I guess that's the that's the difficulty whether I should convert that to an order or not. Um, yeah, I mean, and now if you order it, I think even if you if if I convert it to an order. Um, it's probably going to be a little while before you get it. But Ford told us on the phone that they're committed to making sure that they have enough chips for these, right? Yeah, and I think that's, you know, the other part of the equation. I think you and I get asked this question quite a bit. It's great, right? There's cars that are coming to market. Everyone's debuting new vehicles. But there are no vehicles on dealership lots. What about the chip shortage? What about the resin shortage? How's that going to impact sales? Uh, we're coming out of we're, we're out of COVID for the most part. People are now looking to get back out on the road. They want to buy a new vehicle. What vehicle are they going to buy? There are all these questions that are that are looming right now. You just were talking about the F one fifty Lightning, the fact that you have an order on one. Um, but here's what's unique about that: you now have an option. Guess what? The Silverado EV is coming right on the heels of it. Yeah. So you've got opportunity to pick different vehicles. I think this is the other thing too now. Is there an advantage for people like Fisker for like uh, there's is there an opportunity for for companies who are coming to market like Ram, like uh, Chevy now coming to market maybe a year, six months later to look at the mistakes made by Rivian, the mistakes made by Tesla, people who have already announced everything like Ford and and not not that Ford have made any mistakes, but to see what they have do have done and to see what they're doing and maybe make the changes that they want to make. I had a very interesting conversation with a PR pro in New York and it, it was a major light bulb for me. And this person said, you know, if you look at the auto industry over the past decade with electric vehicles as a whole, you know, Tesla went uncontested from the major brands. So you look at Honda, you look at Toyota, you know, the Honda Civic and the Toyota, uh, uh, Toyota Corolla, Toyota um, Camry, some of the best selling vehicles of all time. Why did those two companies with the billions of dollars in R&D research, why did they not go into electric? And the answer is really easy. It's just business, you know, 101. They didn't do it because they don't see the profit margin yet. Um, which, so going back to your question, I think those that have waited are probably going to be better off. I think a company like Fisker is going to be able to sell a vehicle at a better price point and learning from the mistakes of some of the larger automakers and that's why I give Ford credit that they're launching these vehicles the way they're launching them, um, using iconic nameplates like Mustang and F-150 to launch some vehicles in the market. They're going to carry over some DNA. Uh, and I think consumers like that. I think when you bring a completely new vehicle to market at an OEM level, it's a little harder to get a consumer convinced, right? We're still looking at less than 5% of um, automotive sales are electric in some capacity. So. Over time, it's just going to take time. You know, that's that's the electric equation. It's going to take time. What time? Very hard to predict. Yeah, I think it started off actually this year as being 3% and, and they're saying we're going to close the year somewhere around 6%. So it's really climbing um, hugely towards the end of the year. But it, I think people, it may not, it's not always a good thing to jump straight into electric you have to do the assessment first and we've seen that in california that some people some people are saying that it was a mistake for them to jump into electric because they're having trouble charging some of their vehicles so it's a decision that you can't make lightly 
That's very, very, very true. A very wise person in New York uh, also told me last week or suggested that their recommendation to those in the market looking to get into the world of electric vehicles, lease first, because these vehicles, the technology is going to be changing so, so quickly that a good recommendation is lease, learn the vehicle, determine whether you like it and, and move from there. I always say that all the time is if you're going to change your vehicle, um, you know, every three years as in, in, with the electrics, you might want to change it every year and a half or every two years because the technology, even now from the stage that the Aria, um, when it was first announced, the technology has changed so much before it's even come to market that they're updating it all, you know, so quickly um, that the, the actual vehicle that comes to market will be slightly different from what was even announced because things are happening so, so fast in technology and things are being updated. And that's one of the advantages with over-the-air updates as well, right? Uh, as soon as things change, I mean, I, the software in my vehicle, which isn't even a year old, has been updated already in my uh, Ford Mark E um, GT Performance Edition. They've already updated the software several times uh, because it's been advanced so much so quickly. So it's kind of interesting to see that happen. Yeah, it, to- it totally is. Really good read. I would suggest everybody check out Dan Neal from the Wall Street Journal. His most recent article uh, came out here a few days ago, and he was talking about range anxiety that consumers have. And he said, Look, talking. Everyone wants to talk about range. Range is going to be very, very much like horsepower. You're going to mention it in a story, and then you're going to move on because range is something that's just going to continue to change. You're going to have vehicles that have less horsepower. You're going to have vehicles that have more horsepower. You're going to have electric vehicles that have less range, and you're going to have electric vehicles that have more range. It's going to become a non-issue in the future as the infrastructure continues to expand, which is, you know, always been my chief argument. Build the infrastructure, and people will get more into them. So how long until you buy your first electric vehicle? Well, I mean, in in all fairness, uh, you know, I've had two plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, and those would get me up to about 25 uh, miles of pure electrification. So I feel like I've, I've been through the first part of the experiment. Um, I would love to have a Fisker Ocean. Uh, I'm pretty partial. If I'm going to get an electric vehicle, I've got a Ford Raptor. I don't need a truck. Uh, I've got a, a Ford Bronco. I don't need kind of a SUV off-road vehicle. Uh, I've got my motorcycle. So when I'm going to and from downtown Nashville for meetings or perhaps to the airport where we have two floors of charging stations uh, at the airport, quick chargers, I think it would be something like a Fisker Ocean um, or, or a Hyundai Ioniq 5 or Kia EV6. Like the price point's got to come down for my lifestyle. Like, I'm not going to pay 40, 50 grand for an electric vehicle. I'm just not. It's got to be in that low $30,000 category because it's not going to be a vehicle that I'm going to drive every single day all the time. It's going to be like my other vehicles, a little bit more special needs for a special, you know, trip. <laughs> Did you just tell me you need a special needs vehicle? <laughs> it's, uh, this one is just going to be for special drives. Mike, I got you, buddy. Not a problem. Thanks, buddy. Special needs. Hey, by the way, yeah. by the way, during the break, during the break, Tiny, I heard you say that I still don't understand how this, how you eat with this helmet. And I'm, it's two pieces. <laughs> the whole front of the helmet, Tiny, comes up. You can be going down the freeway uh, and 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 have something. You know, you you've got all these mounts that you can put on your bike. 
You can have a beef jerky and a little mount right there in the front. You can beef jerky while you're riding down there. Mike, we can make a, co- a corn dog stand. Yo, here we go. Oh man, we, we need to, we need to talk to Sonic. Thank, thank we, God, thank God, we only have sixty seconds left. We I need to see talk this to In and Out. Like an hour long segment now. The corn dog stand on the motorcycle. In and Out Burger, we're That's coming right. for you. <laughs> Fry stand. My what Lord. if we did a BMW exclusive double double on it, and that it's a hand free double double <laughs> animal style four by four? Oh, Mike, we need to talk off the air. Sounds good. Where do the Sounds napkins great. go? Do you have you, a napkin holder you can wipe your face on? No, the wind. It breezes it off you. In your beard? Just hit it at 70 and take flip the mask up like Iron Man. It'll go away. Ew. That's right. Ketchup in your beard. Ew. Disgusting. Your helmet would stink just like your feet. All right. Our <laughs> Auto Expert, Mike Cadell. You can find him on ourautoexpert.com. And, of course, the social media channels. It's all there. We'll be back in a moment with more. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 12,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more streamers. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you with Automatic Andy, uh, Air Filter Anthony, and of course me, Nick Miles. So it's been all about the Hummer EV over at General Motors, but now the launch of the Hummer EV is somewhat over. It's time for their next big electric vehicle to shine, and that is, of course, the Cadillac Lyric. And Katie uh, Minter is joining us to talk a little bit about that. So, Katie, this is your moment to shine. Uh, it's It's been out there, but uh, it's sort of overshadowed by its big brother across the hallway and uh, you're almost ready to uh, get things underway at Cadillac with uh, your fabulous new uh, electric vehicle, right? We absolutely are. Well, thank you for having me on the the show today. Happy to be here to talk about the Cadillac Lyric. As you said, we've been putting a lot of focus on Hummer EVs of late. That that product is launched. Um, Vehicles are shipping, and now we're looking uh, to Cadillac's EV future. And First up is the all-electric Lyric, which is a mid-sized crossover really aimed at the heart of um, the luxury SUV market. And you know, production is underway, and we're looking forward to shipping these vehicles to customers in, in a couple months um, and starting deliveries. And we are just thrilled to have this product out here. Um, I, I'm here in Michigan, so I have the luxury of seeing some of our engineering vehicles on the road, and it's uh, been fun to see them out in the wild. So how does Lyric stand out from competitive vehicles? Because we're seeing things like the EQS EV, the BMW iX EV. There's Mm -hmm. competition out there already uh, getting ready to ship. Um, How does Cadillac put itself apart from the other competitive vehicles? Yeah, so with the Lyric, it truly is. We look at the full package. We look at what our customers really want and wanted to deliver not just a great EV, but just a great luxury SUV. And that's what Lyric is. So for us, it stands apart um, because it's going to deliver on what you know customers want in terms of range. It has over 300 miles of range on a full charge. That's our GM estimate right now, um, waiting our EPA numbers. Um, but also, it's got all the luxury appointments that you would want from a Cadillac. So we're looking at the latest in vehicle technology. We've got a beautiful 33-inch infotainment screen um, that will be coming to Lyric first. Um, It's new for Cadillac, and it's absolutely stunning. 
We have a 19 speaker AKG um, audio system within the vehicle that includes in headrest speakers. Um, we have Super Cruise, so that's our hands free driver assistance technology um, that's available here in North America. Um, and then, you know, it's the price. So Lyric starts at $59,990. So we do feel like with all of the technology, you get the beautiful design that comes with the Cadillac. And then that price, it's really going to hit, again, at that heart of the luxury SUV market for those that are looking for an ICE vehicle or an EV. When they walk into the showroom, we think any customer is going to be really impressed with Lyric. Yeah, I mean, the price definitely is hitting way below what the uh, the German manufacturers are hitting, at least $20,000 below. And then Super Cruise is, is not offered, obviously, on the competition and then to get that screen that size, the, the competition, you'd really have to go for the high-end versions of their vehicles to get anything like mm-hmm. that screen. So really what you're offering is for a price significantly below, you're offering significantly better um, driving and, and range and uh, technology for something you'd have to pay $20,000 more for. Um, and then presume, I'm presuming um, that this comes with all the things you'd expect out of a Cadillac. Absolutely. So, you know, we we are all about um, the beautiful design at Cadillac. So if you're familiar with our vehicles, it, lighting is absolutely important to us. It's a very signature styling element on the exterior. Um, so we've got beautiful lighting on the exterior, including a new choreographed grill sequence so when you walk up to the vehicle it welcomes you with this beautiful um light up grill and then on the inside it's got it's very comfortable it's got an incredibly luxurious interior and we actually you know we moved the seat adjustment controls to the door in Lyric. so now the seats are even a little bit wider and a little bit cushier than what you even have in our, our existing vehicles um, which we think is a huge improvement um and then performance um Cadillac performance is at our DNA. So I know our engineering team took a lot of care in really perfecting the ride and handling of this vehicle. So when you're behind the wheel, you just have extreme confidence. And then it's got the performance of an EV, which is tons of fun for anyone that hasn't driven one. You know, it has this almost nearly instantaneous torque. So that get up and go feeling as soon as you hit the accelerator Um, And then, you know, it's got just that confidence behind the wheel. So when you're driving, you feel very planted and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So 340 horsepower, um, 325 Mm -hmm. uh, pounds feet of torque. Do we have do we have any zero to 60 mile an hour times in it yet? Or is that there's something we're going to reveal later? Zero to 60 is not out there yet. We will reveal that shortly. Okay, and and when are we seeing these arrive, or when will we get first drives of these? Uh, is it soon, or are we going to have to wait a little bit? It is soon. So this summer, by mid year, you're going to have you're going to see vehicles um, starting to arrive in dealers and in customer driveways. Um, and then, you know, the great thing is, like I said, there our first um, our debut edition is in production now. Um, so those are the first ones that will start getting delivered. And then on May 19th, we're opening up orders for the rest of the model year. So anyone that didn't reserve a vehicle early on May 19th is their chance. They can go to Cadillac.com. They can talk to their nearest Cadillac dealer and place an order for a model year 23 vehicle. And deliveries of those will begin in the fall. 
Excellent. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to this. Now, there, there is some information available at cadillac.com slash electric slash lyric if you want to go yeah. get some of it. But there will be more information on its way. Is that right? Yeah, so absolutely. As you go to Cadillac.com. That is where um, all of our latest and greatest information is available about Lyric. There's also an opportunity on that website to sign up um, to receive updates. So as we release new information, we'll send you an email and you can have the latest and greatest in your inbox. Um, but there will be more. And, you know, we're just excited. If you go to Cadillac.com slash electric, you know, it's all about Lyric right now. But Lyric is our first EV that we're launching, but we are at Cadillac really excited for an all-electric future, and this is going to be the first of many new vehicles that you're going to see as we move to being all-electric by the end of this decade. I like the fact that also you can do things like change different pieces on the vehicle, like the wheels and that sort of thing, too, so you can see what it looks like if you decide to change pieces, so you can sort of almost yeah. semi-build one. Not quite, but almost. <laughs> Well, so when we launched with the debut edition, um, there weren't a ton of different options. Uh, so it was the wheels that you can change. So that was kind of the, the limitation. You can see what it would look like with the, the 20 or the 22-inch wheels. Um, both look fantastic. And then, you know, we have a limited color portfolio right now. So you can look at the difference between yeah. the, the satin steel exterior, which is kind of a silver color and then we'll have uh, a black exterior as well yeah. and then we look forward to expanding that palette uh in the next model year. Excellent. Well, Katie, I can't uh, can't wait for the drive of this, and I can't wait also to uh, to see what the full portfolio looks like. Katie is from Cadillac. Uh, the new lyric, May nineteenth. You heard it from her mouth to your ears. There's more on our auto expert. Stand by. Here we go. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Our auto expert, welcome to the show. This is our auto expert radio show. Of course, you'll find our auto expert where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm Nick Miles. Well, I have to tell you, I am kind of a fan of that Cadillac lyric. What about you? I, I want to, I like it because it inspires me to sing even more. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to, I want to sit in it and see what kind of inspiration I get. That's as much as you got. I just any Cadillac is cool. First of all, if you know anything about Automatic Andy, he can't sing. Oh no! Oh, come oh, on, no. rap. Oh no! Quite, oh, quite the contrary. Oh, con Whit yeah. Whitney, Whitney Houston. Come on, let's go. And I, I will always love you. See? Oh Rest my, my case. God, that's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> wow. Was like All right, your turn. That was, that was audio Automatic, butter. Auto air filter, Anthony, your turn. What, what do you want me to sing? Whatever you want. Uh, um, that's it? That's, that's you next got. week. Uh, it's featuring next, next week. week. Yeah, yeah. That'll be next Coward. week on the show. That was a little Coward. tease. That was a little Neither tease. Neither of you uh, belong in Cadillac Lyric, I can tell you. I'm more of a Fleetwood Broham kind of guy. <laughs> what, do you, what does that even mean? That's a 1988 Cadillac. Um, yeah, nice. Javier Motek, can you sing? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe in Spanish after a few drinks. Yeah. Tequila is amazing. All right. Oh, I can <laughs> see even better. You, you, had the, you had the right answer because you escaped having to sing on the air. <laughs> 
joining us is uh, the the Spanish voice of Javier Mota, who is uh, from our auto expert as well. Uh, Javier, you just finished uh, taking a ride in the new Range Rover for 2020-2023. Um, I was saying at the beginning of this show that this really picks up where Range, uh, where Rolls-Royce left off at the beginning of the pandemic because you used to be able to buy a Rolls-Royce uh, for around uh, the sort of the, the lowest version of the Rolls-Royce was around $250,000. And now you the, the cheapest Rolls-Royce is about, uh, the least expensive Rolls-Royce is about $450,000. And the, <laughs> yeah. mo- the most expensive uh, Range Rover is now $250,000, right? Absolutely. And uh, it's, a, it's a coincidence that you were talking about that because during our trip in uh, San Francisco, Sonoma Valley area, we were talking about this. If it was a stretch to compare the top um, tier of this vehicle, of the new Range Rover, to the Cullinan, and I think they are like, really comparable. And I have to say, for the money, for like a hundred or like a hundred and fifty thousand less, you get a very comparable vehicle. Of course, in the Cullinan, you get the Rolls Royce emblem, the, the spirit of ecstasy. Um, Thing on the top of the hood and all that, all the that, all the history that comes with that. But this Range Rover really, really is very comparable and for a more affordable price, I think. Yeah, the the SV, which is their new sort of um, top end luxury version of the vehicle, is absolutely unbelievable when it comes to. Um, Luxury fold-out tables in the back, reclining airline-style seats with full massage, ottoman. The front seat is pushed forward all the way and folds up. You can control everything from a center console screen. Um, you know, the roof opens up all the way with a, a screen, with a, um, a sunroof shield. Um, you, you basically can have a fridge in the back. I mean, there's everything there that is very similar to the way Rolls-Royce is executing a lot of things with their vehicles, um, air ride, the whole thing, and yet it's a Range Rover versus a Rolls-Royce. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, the the, the ride is uh, superb, the driving, the technology, the design. You didn't talk much about the design. I don't know if you did in your first segment, but uh, the design is genius, obviously by Professor Jerry McGregor. So, I mean, the car looks really fantastic, and I, I think they have done a really great job in uh, preserving the, the essence of the, of, the, of the brand, the looks of the car, and then make it, like, so modern, so, like, there's, you don't see pretty much any line across the, the vehicle along the sides or the front or anything. The LED lighting is really, really well done. I mean, again, like, a really, really... Beautiful car, and as any other manuf- luxury manufacturer, the only problem they have, they don't have enough to sell. <laughs> I mean, the wait list for this car is over a year. So, as much as people want it, and as much as people are willing to pay over two hundred thousand for it, it's going to be tough. And I guess it's a good problem to have. Like as they, somebody said once, you want to have one less that the market is demanding. But I mean, I don't know. It's 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 going to be tough for keep up with the demand with this car. I think the other thing that is um, interesting about this vehicle is that it also is advanced in its powertrain, and that's something that 
the competition is not as advanced. Rolls-Royce has been talking about the electrified version uh, coming in a year or so. This is already in a plug-in hybrid coming um, towards the fall, uh, where it'll do 46 miles on a single charge, which I think currently makes it the, the furthest that any vehicle in its class will go on electricity yeah, sure. alone. Yeah, and this platform, the way they have designed it, it's going to accommodate the fully electric vehicle coming in a couple of years. So, yes, I think they have a, a clear advantage in this segment, and again, very exclusive, but also uh, with a pretty good number of uh, clientele around the world. I mean, like, obviously the U.S. is one of the main markets, but uh, China, uh, the rest of Europe. So, I mean, this is overall a really, really good car, and uh, we'll see how it goes uh in the next uh, few years without electrification plan that they have. But I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very stimulated by it. Uh, the question is, because this segment is so popular and people are so excited about it, do you think that this will, they will be able to make enough of this? Well, clearly not in the next uh, year and a half. Actually, a good friend of mine who is a very popular TV celebrity in the Spanish world in Univision, Raúl de Molina, he has owned several Range Rovers, and he asked me as a big, big favor to to Joe Everhart, the CEO of Range Rover, to get him one. And he said he will do his best. But even for, like, top celebrities around the world, it's going to be a problem, but I guess a good problem to have. Uh, when people want whatever you're making and it's in big demand, it's uh, something good for you, Brad. Yeah, yeah I mean, th th there again, we always ask um, for our friends. They need a lot, a lot of time to um, help get these vehicles into their um, personal garages. And we always have people that reach out to us and say, hey, can you help me get one of these, one of that? And we often help friends, uh, help some of our listeners, help our viewers uh, get vehicles if we can. Um, but sometimes it just the, out, the, the need for these vehicles outweighs the demand, right? Yes, and the, uh, the, the production capacity, basically. I mean, these cars are, are loaded with high-tech uh, um, accessories and like all the materials, like really refined materials. So those things are not easy to get uh, to produce and to get them to the factories and then to deliver a, a vehicle. So, yeah, I mean, it's a problem that we're having in the automotive industry, but also, like, as you started say, talking about the Rolls-Royce cooling and on the top end of the comparison list, we can go down to the grand wagoneer from jeep and like i mean i'm not saying it's exactly the same but the lowest uh price for their new range rover is around 90 and the top end of the grand wagoneer goes over 100 so i mean we're already talking there at some uh wide uh range of competition here yeah um ultimately is this the sort of car you think you might own well, if I have a two hundred plus thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> available, and I have a good contact with a Range Rover, which I do, but that's the only part that I get. <laughs> do you? So, so I need the first part first. Right, right. Do, ultimately, there's a V6, um, two different V8s. Which powertrain do you think you would own? I think the V6 is more than enough power. It's. Uh, very well balanced because it's like uh, the, the the length of the vehicle and the front engine. So it's 395 horsepower, and you said with a mild hybrid system, 
it's everything you need. I mean, this, I mean, the, the, the top range gets its 523 horsepower, but honestly, uh, when or in which conditions are you going to use all that power? Right. So I think the V6 is the more, the, 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 the more desirable vehicle, the most uh, well-balanced uh, and everything. Again, like that, my hybrid system is, is really fantastic. When's your birthday, Javier? December 26th, the worst day of the year to have your birthday. It's like right after Christmas and people saying, what do you mean? Like, we gave you a gift yesterday. I'm just making a note, V6 Range Rover, December oh, okay. 26th. Yeah. All right. At least a scale version of it. Ask. <laughs> uh, a little one. Uh, they yeah. probably they, they probably don't make a difference between the V6 and the V8. I think they'll do very well. What do you think they'll do with this vehicle? Oh, I mean, again, they're like selling in advance every one that they can make yeah. in the next year and a half. So, I mean, that's already a guaranteed success. And when will the electric versions come in? Uh, sometime in uh, 2023, 2024, whenever. Uh, it's going to just add to that success. I mean, they, again... Design, technology, powertrains, electrification, they, they hit every line with this car. And after May 10th, we can talk about the Range Rover Sport, which is the younger brother. Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And that, as we know, is the number one seller, at least here in the U.S. So I think it's going to continue to do that with the new version that we cannot talk but, about. But it's too. only the number one seller by about a thousand units. So there's not much well, between them. So, I know, yeah. but still, it's like the more desirable. And I, it's funny. You see those vehicles, at least here, when I live in Miami or L.A., and you see them sitting yeah. in traffic, like yeah. going five yeah. miles an hour. It's yeah. a long line of a yeah. school pickup at 3 p.m. And I, yeah. okay, I mean, yeah. They're bare everywhere. that's the way people use them. Yeah. Javier Moto, you can see him. All of his videos at ourautoexpert.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our auto expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy and Air Filter Anthony, who's bobbing up and down unnaturally in his seat right now. So, yeah, are you dancing? What are you doing? A little bit. Yeah, Anytime yeah. they call Nick Daddy, I'm, I get a little <laughs> Nick excited. Daddy. Yeah, Nick <laughs> yeah. Daddy. I do a little shimmy, too. We came up with a really good idea, uh, which we nixed by the time we got to the radio station today. Remember what it was, F, um, Automatic Andy? Yeah, we were gonna do we were gonna do red light run drills, but we decided no. not to. <laughs> we were gonna do we were gonna do commentary, news news anchor commentary on everything. So when like in, window washers? No, yeah, well, well it could be window washers, but anytime anything happened, I was gonna do news anchor commentary on it. Because for those people that don't know, I used to be a news guy. And if you can't yeah. tell, Nick is about as British as they come. He, I just, being, like, living with Nick is probably, no, not probably, is, like, the top coolest thing I've ever done. Because think about it, right? Like, you're just, I'm just going along the day, like, oh, let me, I'm going to make a little snack. And then Nick comes in ultra British and just says a sentence and, like, just announces that everything is so grandioso. Instead of just having a sandwich, I'm having two pieces of aged yeast with this ham that's been <laughs> coddled until it's it's ripe and then... The cheese is from this garden of cheesing that's so cheesy. And the way Nick described I just wish you could walk around with me and describe life. It's so fantastic. 
I was on the Subaru Solterra drive in Catalina Island, in, just off the coast of California, and I got paired because you have drive partners with a gentleman from New York, 25 year old, um, who is the Subaru writer for Jalopnik, and his name escapes me at this point in time. The truth is, I never learned it. Uh, but he he's a very interesting individual i like him i he just was fascinating really liked him a lot um super knowledgeable about cars but not the picture he was definitely somebody you would have mistaken for working at whole foods uh, jesus blue fingernails um like just did not look like a car guy at all mm -hmm. But he had a really deep voice. And as soon as I started doing my stuff to camera, he goes, whoop, there's the news guy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it came on as soon as the camera came on. And so I was telling um, um, Automatic Andy this story this morning. And Andy was just like, and then I started commentating on things like people eating in a restaurant. The fork goes in. It's down the gullet. Look at that piece of spare rib sliver down there. It's in the stomach. <laughs> Go! Yeah. And another pound around the middle. Look at that go. She's getting a prize for that one. It slipped right down the middle there. <laughs> I was crying you know? laughing on the way in. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, just just the whole news thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's like, we, we we decided we had to do a channel. And then by the time we got here, we we're like, no, we'd get fired for that. Yeah, it'd be all bad. The first episode would be canceled. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun to think about. The sleeve's another napkin. Look at that wipe down. That grease has been on there. Twenty-three years of grease across the sleeve. <laughs> I wouldn't watch that. I wouldn't subscribe. I wouldn't be able to subscribe to that fast enough. And the other sleeve comes in. Yes, it's the nose and another sleeve of snot. <laughs> <laughs> See, it just sounds so much cooler. Oh my god! So much better when Nick does it. Uh, yeah, it would be really inappropriate, and we shouldn't ever talk about it again. But it was funny. Um, all right, it's uh, time in the show for You Know What. Dun, 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 dun. Andy, stop five. Andy, what are we talking about today? See what I mean? It's it's the I have the the 2022, so it's new. The Audi Q5. Nick, it's the Sportback Premium Plus. All right, Andy, here's uh, your time. Why don't you take it away? It's Andy's top five. I just I need that in my life all the time. So if you have a spare $54,000, get one. Uh, the competitors for this are the Alfa Romero Stelvio, the X BMW X3, and the Porsche Macan. So those might... Sorry, can I just fill in here? Yes, please. A Porsche is something you sit on and watch the sunset. A Porsche is something you drive. Sorry, correction, carry on. Oh, 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 oh I didn't... You're not driving around a porch. It's a Porsche. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, they so those they may be a little quicker on the on the speedway, but the Audi Q5 that's really tuned for all all y'all for everyday comfort and practicality. It, it the the performance it's there, but we just Audi was like, you know what, I'm gonna make a car for you guys today, and they did. Uh, it has two powertrains that are offered. You can get the 261 horsepower turbocharged four-cylinder or the 362 horsepower plug-in hybrid. The hybrid goes crazy, 0 to 16, 5.5 seconds. The Quattro all-wheel drive is standard on both versions. I don't think this next one is right, but in a good way. It says 23 miles per gallon in the city, 29 in the highway. However, 
I got it just seems like I got way more than that because I don't I never put gas in it and it was more than half full when it left. So I think it gets better than that. Uh, the ride is super smooth and controlled. Audi does a very good job with that. Even going through construction stuff and seeing potholes that you avoid that sometimes you can't. I never felt it. It's fantastic. The outside's really nice and clean. It looks really sporty and posh. Uh, the panoramic sunroof is beautiful. You got big old 19-inch double-arm design wheels. The interior is where I got super happy. It's super easy to get in and out of. Most of the time, I have to do some kind of yoga pose to get in. Not with this. Uh, the Q5 does have enough room for four adults. There isn't a horrible room for storage, but it makes up for it because you look really cool. Nick, Andy referred to it as posh. Are you sure it's not Pasha? No. Yeah, is okay. it Pasha? Now you need to get back in your cage. <laughs> <laughs> um the only, I guess the con for me, if I had to pick one for this, is that the Android audio was kind of shoddy. You needed the, the USB cord the whole time, which is, that's okay. It uh, makes so the wireless Android auto, the audio is bad. Yeah, it didn't. There wasn't, there wasn't, a, I mean, I, I, I never got it to connect wirelessly. Okay. The, but if I had an Apple, I could have. So okay. it's, a, it's a USB Android Only. Auto, which okay. is fine. But you know what? That led me into this. So when you plug it in, right, it registers and charges. Check this out. I put it on the wireless charger, and it charged on that, too. I feel like that was a blessing from Nicole Tesla, and I'm living his dream right now. Hmm. I feel like I'm, a, like I'm a cousin to his grandkid or something. So I was doing double charging. So that made me super really happy that I was able to do that. Uh, the safety on this is super good. Nick, they got an overall five-star rating from the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration, hmm. which hmm. not a lot of cars get the, all the an overall five. They may get like an overall 4.5, maybe an extra half a star, but this one got an overall five. I like it. So that means that not only do you get to look cool, be practical and comfortable, but you're safe. So not only, Nick, do you get a very well-equipped, well-rounded car that's overflowing with tech and comfort, but you also get one of the safest, safest, our auto expert seal of approval. And he's top five. All right, our auto expert will be right back. Thank you for listening. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. This is our Auto Expert Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at our Auto Expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Time to delve into some of the news headlines that we have seen in the automotive industry over the last week. A crash in Missouri scattered 500 pounds of weed across a highway. Guess what day this happened? I got a guess. Was it April 20th? 420. Yes! What a day! Police arrested two men for drug trafficking. If you're not familiar with April 20th, simply 420, it's a day associated with the consumption of the marijuana. Um, the, <laughs> the timing makes it uh, all the weirder that when the truck crashed on that day, resulting in the 500 pounds of weed falling onto the highway. The weed incident happened around 7.15 p.m. local time in Callaway County, Missouri, on Interstate 20, uh, oh, sorry, on Interstate 70, according to the police report. A semi-truck uh, had avoided a 
previous crash and the driver of a 2007 GMC Sierra ran into the back of the big rig. Uh, the semi had uh, been on the side of the road and he just plowed into the back of this vehicle. And then, of course, scattering the weed all over the road after um, it was all over the road. Somebody had to collect the... Uh, <laughs> Weed. <laughs> Air quotes. Guys, someone had to collect, collect it. The weeds and transport you it mean to the got to. Yeah. And transport it to the evidence room. That would definitely be me like calling the bluff, like, man, I'm gonna be really inconvenienced, but I'll stay overtime to help do yeah. this. If you like, need me if you really need me to, I guess I can stick so around. That's a lot of pot. Like so there's sixteen ounces in a pound. An ounce is about the size of your hand. You if seem you to know a lot about this. I just Google's a hell of a thing. Yeah. If you, you put, ask Andy like the wheelbase of oh yeah. 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 Anything about cars, no, but I know this. So there's six there's basically sixteen times five hundred of your hands. So that's a lot of volume and it's yeah. probably even more than that. And that sounds like a Fast and the Furious plot, by the way. A GMC conveniently knew where this 500 pounds of pot were. <laughs> and smat anyway. It sounds uh, like a Grand Theft Auto uh, mission. Maybe. <laughs> uh, when the Missouri police, uh, the Missouri Highway Patrol arrived on the scene, they found the packet bundles of weed all over the interstate. They, uh, the pickup involved in the incident was the vehicle carrying the marijuana. According to the police, in total, the pot weighed 500 pounds-ish ish yeah. uh, the, the two men and a woman uh, were in the pickup and they uh, all suffered moderate injuries uh, that uh, they were transported to the hospital the police arrested the two men for drug trafficking which uh, was a first degree felony by the way in missouri the other motorists involved didn't have serious injuries according to uh, koam news uh, right now there are two measures in the missouri um government to legalize the recreational use of marijuana. One of them is a ballot initiative that still is gathering signatures and would put the legalization up to a vote in November 2022, which is interesting. So if this had happened in you know, six months' time, it wouldn't be an issue. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Medical legal there. Well, I guess it would because of the volume. Oh, the good point. Yeah, yeah, it would because of the volume. Uh, Ford is recalling over 600,000 trucks SUVs for faulty windshield wipers. The recall affects the F-Series, Expedition, and the Lincoln Navigator. Ford has issued its third recall of uh, the month. This uh, one affects more than 600,000, uh, the Ford company trucks and SUVs. It's a National Highway Traffic Administration issue due to potentially faulty windshield wiper arms. Now, according to the NHTSA, uh, the stripped wiper arms, uh, their spines are causing the blades to come loose and not work or detach from the vehicle, which uh, could happen with either the driver or the passenger arms. The blades could also operate slowly or uh, sporadically, uh, which never is a good thing when you need them, of course. Uh, visibility is important, as we all know, driving, especially in inclement weather and poor visibility. So if you need to find out if your vehicle is on the recall list, go to nhtsa.com com or nhtsa.gov and type in your VIN number and you will find out if there's any outstanding recalls on your vehicle. $50,000 
Uh, Kia EV9 is coming to the US for a 2023 model year. It's going to be an all-electric, full-size, three-row SUV for $50,000. We complain about the high expense of EVs, but... $50,000 for a three-row electric Not bad SUV. At all. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good price. Production three-row electric SUV will, uh, it's right now is in concept, but not much longer. Uh, they showed it originally in November, and now they're saying that this EV concept will be coming to production uh, sometime around the end of the year. Um, the US market specifically will take this vehicle. Uh, the production EV9 should be about a 300-mile range vehicle with approximately 80 to 90% of the concept styling making it to production, according to Kia America. Um, it also will be a hint towards other SUVs coming in the future, and it'll be similar to the size of the Telluride. Um, then they also have an EV, other EV vehicles, which will come to market about uh, $15,000 less. So... That is a good uh, good idea. I think we start to get the price of EV vehicles down because right now most people aren't going to be wanting to pay, I don't know, $60,000, dollars $100,000. If you guys were going to buy an EV, what would be the price range that you would consider buying? Um, For an electric? All electric. Yeah, all electric. Ah, man. You right now you buy cars about twenty thousand dollars, right? Yeah, I'd probably say depending on what though, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to go over thirty-five, forty thousand. Thirty-five, forty is what you'd pay. Mm -hmm. You could easily get a car for that, electric car. What about you? I th I think this uh, EV nine is close to my cap for all electric. Fifty. Yeah, that's that's I guess so, what I would cap out at. So but you I'm know you know how the te electric tax 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 credits work, right? Tell me more. Mm -mm. So this is the basics of a tax credit. Mm -hmm. You get the deduction, but you get it the following year. So when you purchase a vehicle, let's say you purchase a $50,000 vehicle, right now, depending on which company you buy it from, if they have tax credits available, and Tesla have already used all theirs, so have General Motors, Toyota are almost out, um, Nissan are almost out, but if you buy tax if you buy a vehicle from Kia who have all their tax credits, Subaru have all their tax credits, you can get a federal government of seventy five federal tax credit of seventy five hundred mm -hmm. off of their vehicles. That means the following year when you file your taxes, so yes. it would be for the twenty twenty two year right now, you would get if you have earned enough money, you would get a discount off your taxes of seventy five hundred dollars. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So you purchase a vehicle, you get that discount. Depending on how you buy your vehicle. So the EV9 would be more like 42 and a half. Right, okay. correct. But in Oregon, mm. wait, wait. In Oregon, if you earn under $83,000, you get a further $5,000 tax credit. Under 85, you get more? Under 83. Oh. You get a further $5,000 tax credit. So all of a sudden, my EV9 just went from 50 to about a 37. $13,000. And then depending on what county you live in, you may get more. And depending on where you else you live, you could get other credits for what company you work for could give you credits. And wow. you as other things. So... There are situations of people, what state you live in, doesn't matter where you live, you can get credits on credits on credits on credits. And some places you can get huge amounts of credits. So ultimately, but you have to earn enough money to get those credits. 
and you have to so you have to earn enough money to get the credits yeah so you have to pay those and you can defer them over several years like you can you have to talk to an accountant to actually have the accountant work out what you should buy before you buy it talk to them, don't buy it and then ask them what you get go talk to them before you buy a vehicle so there are a lot of ways in which you can do it you have to find out which company has the credit still and then you have to make sure you can get the vehicle from that company and then you have to sort out how much you earn and then you can work with an accountant to get all those credits uh the, the credits are for only all electric or where do they come in and on hybrids plug-in hybrids sure have a re it depends how big the battery is mm -hmm. they can have a reduced credit so they could have 6500 or 6300 or it depends so yeah there is money to be had Wow, I feel like if you lived in Portland, Oregon, in Multnomah County, in Argay Park, you can get the car almost for free. Well, <laughs> depends what it is. <laughs> now, the new uh, the new bills that are waiting to go through could put that at twelve thousand five hundred instead of seventy five hundred dollars, even for companies whose tax credits have expired, and they may be doing it on used vehicles as well. Whoa! So that's huge. Yeah, that really is big. Yeah. So it it could be absolutely massive. Can I get people. all I can think about is the back end paperwork? Like it's a used car, and we got to put a thing. That's that would be. But thank uh, you, for accountants. Doing that. That's why you have to get yeah. accountants. You may hate accountants, but there are use. They are super useful. <laughs> <laughs> they are super useful. Don't Anthony? Don't you live with an accountant? Uh, yes. Coming up. All right. Well, you better uh, have a little chat with your friend, the accountant. To yeah, see, I guess so. To see how you can do some shenanigans and maybe order a vehicle. You might want to. Now's the time. You might want to order one. So before December thirty first this year, you might want to get a vehicle uh, ordered, so it's delivered before the end of this year. Christmas. Christmas. Christmas presents. Happy Christmas to me. But you have to pay the full price now, and then you get the tax relief. For next April. A lot of singing on today's show. <sighs> Are you fully understand or do I need to go through it again? No, you make make money, save money, buy a car, get more money. All right. All it means is buy an electric car, but do your research first. Mm -hmm. You understand now? Yep. Okay. Get it now? Got it. All right. Thanks. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. This is our Auto Expert Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question. Just direct messages at our Auto Expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles. All right. Uh, there, you know, you know, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, is your vehicle no longer stopping like it used to? Or does it squeak, shake, or grind when you brake? Don't miss your uh, spring break deals at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Their professional parts people will help you find the brake parts and supplies you need to do the job right the first time. Through May 24th, you can get 15% off when you buy a set of brakes, select or, uh, or imports or direct brake pads with two rotors. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Uh, it's time for Automatic Andy to tell you about a car that he has been bubbling under the skin about all week. I can hardly bear it because Automatic Andy is, when he gets excited about something, he he levitates. It's, it's, it's something that I just, I get so passionate about because 
the car is so nice, Nick. Corn dogs and Lexus vehicles. In that order, typically, you would <laughs> you would never know that I I eat a corn dog in it, Nick. Oh gosh. No, but Nick, this is no Nick. The leather is very moist and oily. Yeah, you, you don't need to condition it after I'm done. It's conditioned. It's fine. It's good for a few it's years. A probably. It's yeah. a treatment. It's a treatment. Yeah, it's it's a treatment having me in the car. <laughs> um, Nick, did you know that I'm in the Lexus today? I am. I didn't. I'm in the NX250, the luxury version. I like how, like, even if we manage to get the base model, like the 250, it's still, they somehow, like, okay, you get the luxury one, though. The 250, luxury. Yeah, Not I've, the 450, but the 250, luxury. Yeah, I've never, it's been a year since I've touched cloth in a car seat. It's so nice. Uh, <laughs> Nick, this one, the, even though it's the luxury one, it starts at $39,000 only. But oh. but the one that I that we have is much more than that. No, um, there's there's Nick. There's six different trims, and there's a lot going on with each trim. Also, did you know that the, the NX is Lexus's first electric plug-in hybrid? Way to go! No, nice, Lexus. nice job, Lexus. They did it finally. Um, there's so Lexus. You get a lot just having a Lexus, but this the the luxury one that we have has. Um, the driver's seat memory settings and power adjustable steering wheels, a sunroof that's very, very sunroofy. And with the luxury package, you get automatic wipers. <laughs> I, I can attest to that. And then the heated steering wheel and leather upholstery. And like, you, for me, if a sunroof isn't sunroofy, I'm not in. I was told there would be no roofies. <laughs> there's, there's, there's the. <laughs> No, there's one. Um, it's the the sunroof really gets in there when you open it up. Uh, Nick, it has 203 horsepower with an inline four engine. Well, nice. I don't know what that. That sounds cool, but does that mean there's only four cylinders? Yes, but they're in line rather than not in oh, line. So Lexus it's, has so, their ducks so, in a row. So rather like one two one two. Yeah. One two three four. Oh well, that no wonder it's so smooth. In in a line rather than two and two. Does this have to do with oh. roller skating? Kind of. Sort of. Like yeah, so inline skates versus one, two, three, four, like the old-fashioned mm -hmm. skater rink. That's a very good analogy, actually. So if you're unfamiliar with AM engine setups, the old roller skates from the 60s and 70s where you had a wheel on in each uh, uh, a skate on, the on sides, each wheel, like, yeah, yeah you, that's, that's how some engines sort of are. Mm -hmm. But inline is like the inline skates. There's so many cooler moves you can do with the four skates. Roll bounce. Roll yeah. bounce, oh, I baby. Don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, inline is better for me. I like the, Well, the inline shows here because it, you, not only are you way more inline, but Which actually comes to an interesting thing, and I bring this up now, because I've wondered why we've never had an inline car. Why do we have all wheels on each corner? Why have we never had a vehicle that's had wide wheels in the middle and... It balance the wheels are big enough to balance it. Someone's and, never seen Speed Racer. And well, <laughs> but we we don't have cars for sale like that. I've seen Speed Racer clearly. I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> but why have we never had a vehicle for sale that has wide enough wheels where the 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 wheels tilt and the vehicle stays mm. level? They take those off when you're ready for after two wheels. <laughs> <laughs> a bicycle. Yeah, they take those off, Nick. I know that. When did they take yours off? I, I don't. <laughs> I haven't. I have to every car I drive. I paint stabilizers. Yeah. That was the same time he got his license. Yeah, oh, I have gosh. to. That's part of my restrictions on my license. 
<laughs> Nick, there's it, you wouldn't think it, but it goes zero to sixty in eight point two seconds. So it's luxurious and quick, like your boy, automatic Andy. <laughs> luxurious and quick. Yeah. Uh, they made the whole stance of it lowered because that way they could maximize chassises and uh, back back end cargo loads, Nick. So it has a lower lower stance for your convenience, not mine. There's multiple drive modes in the shifter part. Nick, there's a button in the middle that, like, you can turn around. Like, I I learned the hard way that it wasn't the volume knob, and I went from sport, comfort, sport to premium mode real quick, and each one is a unique setting. And, Nick, there's paddle shifters. I don't understand the paddle shifters because it's not a manual, but I touched them, and it seemed to make the car do cool things. Do you know what the paddle shifters do? I'm, I'm still in the dark on this one. Because if it's not a manual, it just seems like it's aesthetics. You're not you're not shifting There's or, or extra paddling. stuff on my steering wheel. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure what it does. It seems cool though, Nick. They they put. I feel like Lexus really was concerned about their audience because they put a digital latch with safe exit assist, which means it's really hard to get out of the car. And there's like a. It's nigh impossible to open the car door when you're moving. I don't know why you would. But Lexus was like, you're not going to have to do that today. And you can, it's not like a normal open-shut situation. You have to like slide in, up, go left, and then you have to hope that Lexus wants you to get out of the car, which is fine. It's just a lot of safety. Uh, there's a digital rear-view mirror, Nick. So I thought at first, the first time I saw a digital rear-view mirror, you were driving a big old SUV, and I thought it would be really annoying. But now that I was in the driver's seat, it was a game changer. It really made things a lot easier for me that it, it just, because it, it seems like a video game that just is calling me, you know? Right. Uh, Nick, there's a front cross traffic alert, which was super useful. I didn't even know it was useful, but here I am. Um, it's a non-invasive signal that it's up on the, the HUD display that tells you, hey, dude, uh, don't mess up because there's people and cars coming from the left and right. Nick, there's a, there's in the tech part, you can, it has an intelligent assistant. And it's not named Automatic Andy. It's it's you say hey Lexus, and with the Nick with the with the when you say hey Lexus, you can have it do whatever you need to do. Nick, you can also adjust the temperature with just your mouth. You say <laughs> hey hey Lexus, cool, and it goes I'm too cool. hot. Yeah, Lexus, I'm too hot, and then it says, well, you're fat, and then I just have to get in the argument with it and say no, not my personal life choices, the temperature of the car. Lexus, and then it gets cool for me. Do you know what else you can adjust with your mouth? Uh, the radio settings? The windshield wipers. You can say, hey, Le Lexus, turn on the windshield wipers. Oh, I haven't know. done that yet. Yeah, I'm going to do too. that today. Okay. Um, and then the, there's one thing that is weirding me out, Nick. So it has, a digital, seconds. it has a digital key, which is not really proprietarily special, but it you can go into the app. It has a Lexus app, right? Yeah. And then it has the digital thing like you have on your Ford. Yeah. But you can allow up to seven friends in there that can control your car. Yeah. What? Yeah. Share it with people. I would never. In my, there's not seven people that I would give my last piece of cookie to, let alone get it up Sounds like my car. a personal problem. You can hear more of Andy's personal problems at Our Auto Expert. There are all the videos there, Andy's car reviews. Listen to the podcast. Please join us on social media. You can hear Automatic Andy. Uh, you can air filter Anthony and of course our videos with Mike Cadell. I'm Nick Miles. There is more at the website. We will be back again at the same time, the same place. OurAutoExpert.com is a weekly radio show and TV show. Join us.
been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Mile. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response. 